Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. You're listening to Another Day Above Ground. This is the podcast made just for us, the baby boomers. And, uh, you know... There's, uh, there's fewer of us this week than there were last week, so we celebrate that it's another day above ground. And when I say we, of course, I have two partners to uh, to uh, round out this show. First of all, coming to us from Denver, Colorado, it's Carolyn Strauss. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast that will end sooner or later, Dale, but <laughs> I hope it's later. Well, that's great. That's 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 the positive attitude that gets us through every week. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us from Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, the Supreme Court is going to look at whether or not men belong in the ladies' room, although uh, uh, some justices may have to confront a biologist on the matter. <laughs> Are you serious? Is that actually happening? Yeah, they're actually looking at it. They're going to look at it. There was a lawsuit. What wow. did the lawsuit say? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just looked at it for the joke. You think I look? You think I'm going to look into the read the actual case? <laughs> well, no. I mean, look, a bath, a bathroom, and when you're desperate, you got to go. I have been in men rooms, not. Oh, that sounds terrible. But I have been in men's rooms many times because there are some times that you go someplace and the line for the ladies' room is 7,000 miles long and there's no line for the men's room. And I'm like, you know what? As long as it's a room with the door, I'll use it. And most men's rooms yeah. have that. Yeah, and, most, you, and you know what? Men don't care when a woman comes into the men's room. They really, I they don't actually, they do. they, no, they, they, they're actually proud of you. For actually not waiting in that stupid line. Yes. It's, uh, the, the issue is whether or not men can go in the ladies' room. Oh, yeah. And most ladies do not. Most ladies. I'm good with it. But most women would have a problem with it. They well, would. Yeah. And, and I know some people say, some people say, oh, you think, you think a man's going to dress up like a woman just so he can see whether women pee? Absolutely. No. <laughs> no way. Oh, come on. You no. think yeah, oh you think you think you think men that, that aren't that sick what you need to do is Google Golden Corral with a safe search off. <laughs> wow. I learn something every week with you guys, even when I really don't want to. <laughs> well, I'm about to learn something. What I want to know is when you went in to use the men's room how how did you use the urinal? I didn't. I went in and found one that had a stall with a door. I mean, I will not. No. I, I mean, if you know, if your feet are really sandy or something, and it's a really you know sandy day at the beach, a urinal would be good for that. But wow. Well, folks, you've learned more on this show than you probably cared to this week, but it's, 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 it's our elimination special. <laughs> well, I don't mean to start off by, by bragging or boasting or anything, but this week I won the lottery. 
it was a it was it was a scratch off ticket. It was only two bucks, but it was still the lottery, damn it! And I won. So there, I can take that off of my bucket list now. I don't have to worry worry or spend any more money. Hey, I did too. Last week, during the a couple weeks ago, during the Mega Millions drawing, I won ten dollars on one of the the. Um, lines that I played. Wow. I won $10 and then I went in and played 20 so there's still a hat, but I did win $10. <laughs> there's, actually, the- there's actually a joke I heard recently is, uh, uh, is a woman comes up to her husband and says, what would you do if I won the lotto? He goes, I'd sue you for half and leave. And she goes, oh, good. You, I just won 12 bucks. Here's six. <laughs> Dale, I have a question for you. Have you been watching any of the Screen Actors Guild um, screeners? So it is award season again. And that what that made me think of, what that joke made me think of, Tim, is I spent this past weekend watching George and Tammy. Did you guys see it? I did no. not. Oh, I want to recommend it. I... I was I knew nothing about Tammy Wynette and George Jones. Not a country nothing. music fan? I am a country music fan, but like the 80s and like starting with Billy Ray Cyrus and moving forward, starting with Garth Brooks and moving forward. Uh, See, so like the old country music, I I, I grew up in Massachusetts, country country music, what? I mean, occasionally there was a TV commercial, but no, but I didn't know anything about their story. It was so interesting and the end of her life was so tragic because she married i'm telling you you gotta marry the right person she married the wrong guy at the end that guy george ritchie not a good guy okay george jones george jones was a good guy though no george jones was a tragic alcoholic kind of abusive guy but hey he was talented that's country (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyhow before you took it you asked me a question and i don't remember what it was but you had asked me a question I asked if you've watched any of the screeners and you're getting all the screeners i haven't gotten any yet do you didn't get the email you're still a member of the screen actors guild oh right? yeah yeah oh, okay no yeah, 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 i didn't yeah. get go anything to, in go on to sagawards.com and um look at voting and when you put in your sag award you'll get your pin and you can oh. see everything i saw the banshees of inna sharon this weekend very upsetting i saw the whale very upsetting um george and tammy very upsetting so i'm, I'm just a little upset well, well, that's I, how you win awards though are. is by upsetting people i think that's right it's uh, it, Steven Spielberg couldn't couldn't get a, an award to save his life, so he went into the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in, then they then they couldn't deny it to him. He knew that. It was strategy. <laughs> strategy. Okay. I think that was bad. How about killing Kennedy? That's my next one. And and while we're on the topic of films, one of the most, uh, I guess, iconic films is based on an event that is uh, upon us at this time of the year. I'm referring, of course, to Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And uh, it, it led me to, uh, to suggest that perhaps we just shed a little more light on Groundhog Day. Because really, what do we know about it? What do you know about it, Carolyn? There's something about shadows and light. It's very metaphorical, and it happens again and again and again. That's what I know about Groundhog Day. Okay, so basically <laughs> nothing. How about you, Tim? 
That's that's the movie happens again and again and again. Groundhog Day. <laughs> February something again and again and again. I've been around this planet a lot of times. It's Groundhog Day again yeah. and again and again. I guess so. I guess so. It's all of us have been around 50 to uh, 100 times. <laughs> well, anyhow, it started. It actually started on February 2nd in 1887 in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, at Gobbler's Knob, which Tim is standing in front of even as we speak. And what it was, was it's the, uh, it started off as the celebration of Candlemas, which represents the day that Jesus was first presented at the temple. And there was a story that if it's sunny on Candlemas, then it's still going to be uh, cold and snowy for the next 40 days. So anyhow, that evolved into the fact that the Germans thought, well, you know, if an animal sees its shadow, that's proof that it's uh, that it's sunny. So they picked a badger, and then when they all moved over here to Pennsylvania, then they picked a uh, uh, they picked a, uh, uh, a groundhog because there were more groundhogs over here. But uh, the whole concept of Groundhog Day was start. You have a groundhog uh, that you're showing me? I, I have a badger. I, oh, a b- badger. Now, if you folks are listening instead of watching, that may sound very unusual. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, it's a it's a it's a stuffed furry animal that she's she's showing. Not a Wisconsin football player. but uh, so now and i noticed carolyn that your background is is blue and and yellow do you know what that represents groundhog day is also called the cross quarter day it's the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring solstice so we're halfway through winter and halfway to uh to to spring uh, I knew that. I did the. I did this on purpose. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Show us your groundhog. So what is what exactly? Uh, I mean, you said what it was, but why is it called Candlemas? I mean, I, in in Spanish, Candlemas means more candle. Oh well, I don't know why. Because Although, Christmas was taken. Christmas was taken. <laughs> Give me another C word. <laughs> because you need candles to see Jesus if he's a ghost? I don't no, know. I, I think they lit a candle in the temple for him on that day when they first presented him to the temple. And if it was Hanukkah, the candle would have burned for eight days. So it all just ties back. Well, yeah, okay. but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. The, 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 the menorah was not still burning. So. So, right. so that's just, so yeah. So probably the rabbi said, uh, "More candle, more candles." <laughs> All right, in Spanish, in Spanish he said that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 uh, what was I going to say? The thing about Groundhog Day is, you know, that's just it. It's just a day, and you watch a rodent pop his head out of a hole. It needs like traditions. It needs something to go along. It needs it a needs, food. I was going to say roadkill stew. People used to eat groundhogs on Groundhog Day, and I, I think we should bring that back. We got too many of these things. They said it tastes like a cross between a chicken and pork. Mm. A hot dog. Wow, that's weird because everything else tastes like chicken. Yeah, I know, but this is like 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 pork. Yeah, and when when I, it's ninety nine cents a pound. Why would you eat anything but chicken? <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Australia, I tried emu. 
And I asked the waiter, I said, what does that taste like? He said, it tastes like chicken that's been eating meat all its life. (laughs) 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 And I'll be darned if it didn't, you know. Well, here's an interesting thing. The part of Detroit I grew up in is known as Downriver. And uh, it has a long uh, a heritage of being a trapping region for uh, for the French. It's uh, because there's lots of mar- it was a very marshy area, and the French used to uh, hang out in the marsh, trapping they beaver the and French stuff. French people? What? They trapped the French people in your town. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> no, with them? Why no, the French trap trappers. French the French trappers. The French trappers hung lived there. It was settled by French trappers. They didn't trap French. They were French. Yeah, they were French. Oh. They trapped, yeah. Yeah, they trapped beaver. And, uh, uh, and so, the French yeah. are always trapping beaver, yeah, aren't they? Isn't that what they're known for? And, but, there, but the, there you go. It all comes around. But the most interesting thing is they would also occasionally get a muskrat in their, in their traps. And uh, they started a tradition downriver uh, of eating muskrat on Fridays during Lent. And apparently there was a, there was a big argument with the Catholic Church and whether or not you can eat because yeah. it's a mammal. Can you actually eat it? And of course the French is no, it is in the water. It is fish. <laughs> so, so they actually they actually wow. sent some fried muskrat to the Pope to see uh, to see if it was okay yeah, to eat during Lent. And the Pope took one look at it and congratulated them on their extra penance. <laughs> so get this. I just so wait, 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 wait. I'm not. I'm not done. No, so, no, so, no, so, so even when I was growing done. up, even when I was growing up downriver, they would still have muskrat fries around wow. uh, uh, at the uh, around the bars in uh, in, in downriver. You could still wow. get fried muskrat on. Well, listen to this. Muskrat is safe to eat. It's also one of the healthiest foods available. The benefits of consuming muskrat are much greater than the risks of contaminant exposure, um, like from small animals such as frogs, snails, insects, and small fish, because their main food source is plants. So I think we should bring eating muskrat back and i think anything fried is delicious so hey well we're actually down river from the rouge plant uh, uh uh south of detroit so like all that uh all that wonderful wastewater has been uh, uh filtered down so even the plants are pretty i imagine are pretty uh pretty toxic but i guarantee but pink, right because it's a rouge plant they make they make makeup <laughs> It's the Rouge River. It was uh, uh, it was it was red when the French found it, and uh, uh, after after Henry Ford settled it, it became even redder. I guarantee, though, if I if I went on a uh, muskrat only diet, I would lose weight. Well, I'm thinking we're sitting here on the cusp of the new fast food craze. It's going to be muskrat. We can open a string of restaurants. I don't know what we call muskrataterias or, or whatever and, and serve muskrat. <laughs> it's the healthy alternative. The T-shirts alone will make us millions. You know, I eat muskrat. Who wouldn't wear one of those? You know, it. it uh, I think this is a good idea. Who's in? Spy Magazine did something like that. They, uh, they they wanted to prove that marketing firms would not turn down a client no matter how bad the business idea was. <laughs> so they came up with this idea for bunny burgers. And the, uh, 
the, the, the idea was they would have a cage of bunnies at the front of the restaurant, and you could pick it out like lobster. <laughs> you wouldn't even need a cage at my house. There are so many rabbits outside. We could literally we have we have all the stock we need outside my house here in Colorado. My dog. I have a golden retriever. She goes nuts. Every time I open the front door, because there are so many bunnies scattering. So yeah, I I think you know I think we're we have plenty. So muskrat and rabbit. It's rat on a stick. We could call the restaurant rat on a stick. You need to you need to get yourself a a a, a French trapper. I think. <laughs> For so many reasons, Dale. So many reasons. <laughs> And the, the big thing on Groundhog Day is you're waiting for this thing to pop its head out of the hole, depending on whether or not it sees sun. You know, and they have Punxsutawney Phil in Pennsylvania. Then they got another one somewhere else. We have one in Woodstock, you know, Illinois, where they filmed the movie. Uh, downtown, they you know, they don't they use uh, Lori Lightfoot for CFC Caesar Channel and. Uh, <laughs> So anyhow, that you can you can I pretty think much. It's a horribly mean thing. They take this little rat who's sound asleep and perfectly happy. Go in, grab it, pull it out, put cameras on it, and see if it sees its shadow. That is animal abuse. Didn't, really? Didn't, That's didn't his Mayor only Dinkins gig. Kill it pays one? for the year. <laughs> didn't Mayor Dinkins kill one a few years back because he accidentally dropped it on its head or something I, like that? I, yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. But it was his time to go. They only lived for six years, and, except in, in, in Pennsylvania, allegedly, they pour some kind of mixture of, like, I, all I read was there was milk and alcohol and some kind of vegetable substance. They pour that down the, down the uh, groundhog's throat to ensure that he will live forever. Huh, you yeah. put enough alcohol, he'll see two shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol and Twinkies, that's the ultimate preservative. But what would you serve at a muskrat day party, you know? Muskrat day or groundhog day? Groundhog day. Because <laughs> there is no muskrat day yet. <laughs> we, we diverged into disgusting edible mammals so far that we forgot the original theme of the show. <laughs> You can't beat a good stoat, though. Those are the best. <laughs> so what would you serve at a uh, Groundhog Day party? Um, I'm looking it up because I can't. What to eat on Groundhog looking Day? Here you go. Groundhog-shaped pancakes. Beef Wellington is a staple dish of England in February. I don't know why that is, but you could make groundhogs into Groundhog Wellington. Hey, anything wrapped in dough and and you know covered in butter is yummy. Wellington sounds like a good name for a groundhog too, doesn't it? It does. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's Wellington the groundhog. <laughs> Way better than Punxsutawney Phil. We should yeah. get our own groundhog. I think. I think you the best thing is. Him. I think the best thing to do to serve at a Groundhog Day celebration would be White Castle. <laughs> because they repeat. Well, yes. <laughs> Anything that comes back again and again and again. You get to enjoy White Castle three times. That's uh <laughs> 
that's a... What games could we play at a Groundhog Day party? You know, pin the tail on a groundhog or... Knowing that groundhogs just come out of hibernation, you could play hide and go sleep. And that's that's very <laughs> hide good. Go hide and go sleep. Yeah, that's it's a new game for baby boomers. Exactly. Well, that's actually yeah. That's actually I think I, I think I've seen that before. That's uh, that's what you do with to the grandkids. It's like okay, you go hide and I'll count one, two. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I was looking up how to uh, cook a groundhog, and first apparently you have to um, clean it. And uh, it revolves, you know, taking off the furry parts and the head and the intestines and all the nasty bits. Oh, and... I thought you'd just give them a little soap and a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Take it in the shower with you, like a baby. <laughs> and you can actually grind it up and use it for, like, uh, you could have groundhog tacos. Uh, you, if you wanted to use it in, in Chinese cooking, you'd have groundhog foo young. Or you could have uh, barbecued groundhog ribs. Which, so it's actually you know, groundhog, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So there you go. You know, you guys know I'm a convenient vegetarian. I've just become even more of a vegetarian <laughs> after this conversation. That's so gross. <laughs> but if you if you were faced with if there's the only thing in the gourmet restaurant you were in, you know they specialized in it. That's all they had. Uh, you you'd eat you'd eat groundhog. If I was if I was hungry enough, sure. Okay. <laughs> a friend of mine. A friend of mine is Chinese. A happy New Year's to all our Chinese listeners out there. By the way, it is the uh, year of the rabbit. It is the year of the rabbit. And uh, and he said that he actually served Hassenpfeffer for, to, to his family on uh, for, for for New Year's Day. Wow! But he said wow. tradition in China is a dish called Buddha jumped the wall. <laughs> but not fast enough. <laughs> and what what is it? Well, it's uh, the, the 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 legend is that it is uh, it, well, it's a dish made of a uh, shark fin and sea cucumbers and fish maw and uh, 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 bamboo shoots and, and uh, a few other things that I can't remember. But the, the 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 gist of it is that it is so delicious that the vegetarian Buddha jumped the Great Wall over the Great Wall of China just to get a bowl of it. So that's uh. Wow, that's why it's called Buddha jump the wall. And then when he swallowed the shark fin and pooped it out, he jumped back. <laughs> oh my! Well, the God. only Is that where the... their immigration problem started when Buddha jumped the wall, and other people started following. <laughs> it's a great name for a band, I'm telling you. Buddha really jumped is. the wall. <laughs> And I, the only Mandarin that I know is Gung Hei Fat Choi, which is Happy New Year in Chinese. I'm pretty sure. Either that or it means with extra rice, please. And uh, so... <laughs> The only Mandarin I know are oranges. The only what? The only Mandarin I know are oranges. The little slices that come in the can. My sister, my sister, she, she, uh, she, she fancies herself of being a cunning linguist. And uh, she... she uh, <laughs> 
she has when she meets somebody from another country she has them teach her teach her a phrase and we went into an indian restaurant and she said she said something that said something to the waiter and uh, she thought she thought that's supposed to be uh, uh i hope you have a good day and i could tell by the look on his face whoever taught her that <laughs> <laughs> played, played a horrible joke on it. So there's a game for Groundhog Day that we could invent. <laughs> Boomers, teach your grandchildren what, what things are that actually aren't. That would be fun. The dog goes what? Moo. That's right. <laughs> Oh, well, after Groundhog Day, then, of course, is uh, every woman's favorite holiday, every man's uh, nightmare, uh, Valentine's Day. And we'll, uh, we'll probably dedicate an entire show to Valentine's Day, I believe, last year. Didn't we have Cupid on or somebody? Didn't we have the Russian poet last year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, was that Buddy Fender, the... the, 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 the uh... Love God, love doctor. Oh, the love doctor. The year before we had the Russian poet. Oh, right, we, right. We so. Come up with something great for Valentine's. Who knows Day, what we're gonna have this Valentine's yeah. Day? We'll probably even throw in some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to this week, where it's purely educational. It was really, you learned more about groundhogs, beavers, and muskrats probably than you ever wanted to, and now you're well versed in that uh, in that species. Of, uh, of mammal. Oh, anyhow, go out and celebrate the midpoint between winter and spring on Groundhog's Day, and you know, spring is uh, is coming up. And while we wait for that, it's time for us to say goodbye, Carolyn. Any final words? No. Oh. <laughs> You guys, try to stay warm, and spring is right around the corner. Okay, that probably wraps it up, because now, you know, you're, you're either thoroughly disgusted, or you're calling your friends saying, you got to hear this show, man. It's going to be one or the other. But I want you to go out right now and enjoy the rest of today, because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.